This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to today's episode where Terry and I are so excited to be talking with Natalie Cruz of The Dancing Canvas. Natalie is an expressive arts therapist, and we are going to talk today about connecting and communicating with our kids through expressive arts. Welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much to both of you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yes, we. I love that we're here today because this took some effort. We had a few <laughs> times where we had scheduled, and then I ended up um, going camping with my son. I think you might have gotten sick or something, and so we had to reschedule a few times, and so I'm so happy that we finally made it happen. Me too. Yes. Thanksgiving weekend. Very grateful that it's happening. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes. So, um, so little backstory for you guys. So I met Natalie probably, gosh, we maybe met like a year or two ago ago Mm -hmm. through a women's entrepreneurial networking event Mm -hmm. and I think yeah I think the first or second time I ended up at your studio and actually saw what you do and just fell in love with you I fell in love with you from day one your soft spirit and your I could just tell you had this heart for helping people and um my daughter and I ended up doing a few sessions with you and just had such a wonderful experience. And I knew from day one that I wanted to um, just really talk with you more and introduce our community of families to your work. So um, so before we go on, I'm going to tell you guys what we're going to cover today. And then I'm going to have Natalie uh, introduce herself and tell you all a little bit more about what she does and how she found this work. So connecting and communicating with our kids through expressive expressive arts. We're going to talk about three ways to do that today. Number one is really um, helping our families connect through creative activities. And then Natalie's going to go over artful ways to cope with anger, to release and self-soothe anger. (laughs) (laughs) And then number three, expressing grief in creative ways. So before we dive into our three points today, Natalie, um, tell us a little bit more about your background, how you um, became an expressive arts therapist, why you became an expressive arts therapist, and a little bit more about what your business looks like today. Sounds good. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. I found my way into this work. Um, originally, I grew up in South Africa. As I talk more, you'll hear my accent. I and, didn't know uh, that. Yeah. That's so um, you'll hear I really pronounce my T's and other, <laughs> other sounds. You'll hear um, I came to the States when I was 15. and oh. But throughout my childhood in South Africa, I was very involved in the arts. Um, my brother was sick with cancer. Mm-hmm. And so my other brother and I were very involved in other activities. My parents, you know, were in and out of hospitals and doctors' offices. So um, we, I would be in dance classes and painting classes and ceramics classes and choir and drama at school. So the arts were a big foundation in my life growing up. Then fast forward into the future, I'm in college, and I had no idea what I wanted to major in in college. I am a mix of different cultures. My parents are Israeli, who moved to South Africa. And then, so I had this multicultural identity of Israeli, South African, American. And so I loved culture. So I majored in sociology, uh, was my, my bachelor's degree. And, um, I still was so uncertain of what I wanted to do after that with the sociology degree. Mm -hmm. So someone suggested that I go to the counseling center at the college and you take this test where you answer like a hundred questions. And at the end you get like a list of 10 to 12, um, careers that would be good for you. Yeah, I remember those. Did, yes, did you yes, take one of those? Yes. You did? Did it I say something that was close I, to you? Before I went to college, I remember doing it in, in high school. 
Oh, and, yeah. And I was just like, oh, somehow this thing knows how to predict my life. <laughs> yeah, it gives you options. It gives you a range, I feel. And yeah. I don't know. And I, I'm curious to hear if, like, that list would... Is I don't anything, remember. You don't remember your I list? Do you, remember taking do you remember it. what was on your list? Well, I remember I followed part of it because I was good at like art and math, and I ended up studying architecture for a bit. But that I ended up going a different path. It wasn't like it was far off, but it wasn't the thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it gives yeah. you some sort of direction. To oh, for follow. sure. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was very helpful because t- that was the first time that I saw the words art therapy or dance therapy even just grouped together, and I said. Oh my gosh, that's, that's a thing? I didn't wow. know that existed. So that was in, in college. And that's when I, I went off and I studied dance therapy. And um, and then I realized, why am I only doing just one? Because I, I danced a lot in South Africa too. So I that's kind of the medium that I went straight for was dance therapy. But then I thought, why am I limiting myself to just one art discipline? I love all the art disciplines. And so I found here in Point Loma... There's a school called the Expressive Arts Institute, and it has it's a school for expressive arts therapists, which we weave all five art disciplines, which are visual arts, music, movement and dance, creative writing and poetry, and drama and storytelling. Mm-hmm. So it's a way to incorporate all art disciplines. Um, and so I, I really wanted to do that instead of just dance because it opened it up to any art discipline that whatever client I was working with, not everyone wants to dance and move. In fact, it's the one that people feel most inhibited Probably. to just get up and yeah. do. So um, I wanted, but it's very powerful when you do it. Um, so it, I, I actually first went and did a master's in marriage family therapy. Wow. And I wanted to get a, a good clinical foundation, but realized that wasn't the direction either that I wanted to go and just doing talk therapy. And so I then I felt like I had a good clinical foundation and then went to do the expressive arts therapy uh, wow. degree. Cool combo. Yeah. And it's a way to weave the arts as a tool and a resource for expression, for personal growth, for healing. And it's for all ages. The arts are something that is a birthright for all of us. And I just fell in love that um, art is a tool for healing. And I've always been a sensitive, gentle person that's wanted to make a difference in the world, make a positive difference in the world. And I love that art is the tool that we can do this with and um, how it can change your identity from someone living with anxiety or someone with depression or, you know, I'm divorced. You know, sometimes we take on the things that we're struggling with and that becomes a part of our identity. But what the arts do, it helps to change us to feel like I'm an artist and it kind of takes, mm. uh, put you put a different hat on and you see the world through a different lens. And uh, yeah, it was so sounded cool. very inspiring and yeah, love I'm it. loving it, the work. It's, it's so interesting to me because, you know, hearing about this, it seems so different and radical and all those things but it makes such perfect sense Mm -hmm. like it's actually not like why this isn't something that's more commonplace is is kind of beyond me Mm -hmm. because it makes such perfect sense absolutely yeah and i'm sure that was that journey for you to discover that both as a career but then also to see breakthroughs Mm -hmm. firsthand Mm -hmm. once people said yes to your programs that Mm -hmm. you're working on i'm sure it's been amazing it's yeah really beautiful and inspiring and and even so in the smallest ways of just using it as a coping tool Mm -hmm. so right now I see families in their homes and what's so beautiful about that is that they're making art in their environment in their home so then what is beautiful is we can set up a space in the garage or in a little studio nook or in the kitchen table or a spot in the dining room table or in the in the kids bedroom or you know a parent's bedroom and so What's beautiful about doing it in someone's home is then you create a space for it so that not only the once a week when I come to make art with you, um, you make art, but it it becomes a resource there in your home that when I'm not there throughout the week, whenever you're feeling strong feelings or you need it as a coping tool or you just, you can't sleep and you want to kind of get your feelings out there or use it as a distraction, the art supplies are out there and they're set up. And it's in your home. And it's not something that you have to go to someone's studio to go do it there. You have it in your home. You have the materials out. And it can be anything. It can be from journaling and writing. Or it can be painting. And I have a lot of things here to show you. So we can jump into, if you want, just some ways that families can kind of create that little nook or place in their homes to, um, to create art together, to connect. Fantastic. Um, yeah. I love it. That's so cool. Um, 
Okay, and we will make sure when you show us things that we're going to take pictures so we can give you guys some pictures on the show notes page to make sure you see what we're talking about. Um, okay, well, let's just start with number number one. So helping families connect through creative activities. So this is awesome. I love the, this number one because we talk so much in the work of positive parenting about how connection really is um, such a powerful way to influence I think kids to have great behavior because we always say, you know, rules without relationship equals rebellion. Rules plus relationship equals respect. And I think when you have connection in the home and when you have kids and parents that feel like they belong together and that you can connect and have common ground, it just aids in everyone feeling like their cup is filled up. So tell me more about how we can how we can do this because connection is huge for us in our work. Absolutely. And that's why I think I work really overlaps and weaves um, that connecting and the special time. I think you call it gems in your yes, foundation yes, class, right? right? Yes, so, you can um, foundations course. Yeah, <laughs> and what what I love is in the overlap of the gems and what I'm going to um, suggest here is the, the ideas of choice, right? Mm-hmm. The ideas of having the kids, having the power. Right. And this happens so much when... Um, um, when there's power struggles, right, with parents and kids, and I know you guys talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. how important it is to give the kids in those moments of power struggles choices, Yeah. right? So in these moments of connecting through art, um, I would definitely recommend that the kids choose the art activity because cool. even though the parents can say, oh, I wanted to paint, I want this, and even if a kid picks something and the parent doesn't feel comfortable with that art medium, I want to recommend and just offer or invite you to just go with what your the kid is asking for. Awesome, yeah. A big, big principle in expressive arts is you don't have to be a skilled artist. This is not, you're not making art for a museum. This is art for the process. This is art for expression. This is very much um, not an outcome-based art. So um, if you can go to um, apps like Pinterest or YouTube and if it's um, clay or paint or something that the kid has maybe seen on YouTube or Pinterest and they're like, oh, that's cool. And to use that inspiration, not exactly to copy it because you're going to make it your own, but to get some, first to, to go to one of those apps, get some ideas, have the kids decide, maybe go to like an art store like um, Michael's or Target or even the dollar store and to go and get some art supplies that, um, that you can, so even that's an experience of going together and deciding, you know, this is the budget and this is, you know, you know what yeah. we can what we can buy together. So that's kind of the preparing for it, right? Getting inspiration and getting the materials, which can be totally connecting and absolutely, exciting. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and letting the kids lead. Awesome. Of course, yeah. you're creating the rules and structure with budget, and we're not going to, you know. Yeah. It depends on what the parent is okay with. So, of course, setting those those options, mm-hmm. and then. Um, so then I have some specific ones. If you don't want to go to those, you know, you can get inspiration. But if you kind of like, well, give us more specific things with materials that we already have at home. Yeah. So I love, it was just, it just takes a paper and pen. And maybe we do a little demo here yeah. with you. And I'll describe it. it as we're doing this. So what you can all do, you can do this on a big paper together. You can do it individually. You close your eyes and you just move your pen around and you just doodle. So I'm just kind of like swiggling around with my eyes closed and I'm just moving my pen around and just kind of following my breath and just moving my pen around. And this is just something super easy you can do. And then what's really fun is you look at the doodle and you try to find an image that pops out at you oh that is so cool so you know just looking at the doodles i've made i I see a few hats here i see waves that i could you know paint in there so the idea is try to find an image and this is really good Mm. do you see something terry i see a snail two Uh two eyes with a snail right Uh there with a shell yeah and what's cool is you move it in different directions and you see it from different perspectives yeah is there something that you see here Wendy? Um, let's see here. You can move I around. saw mountains originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, just very like peace, like snow. I don't know mm-hmm. why. Snow. Yeah. 
absolutely. So this Good is some, yeah. a paper and a pen. It's like the most simplest right things that everyone has at home. But this is something you can do together as a family. Yeah. Or you can do everyone does it, their own paper but does it together. But the most important part is then you pick the image that is most meaningful to you. Something that, like I would say... Um, out of from here, maybe the hats because I do wear lots of different hats. I'm di in different roles, right? right? So maybe I mean I could pick the ocean, the you know all of them. I could find some meaning, but like you go for what is most meaningful for you today in this mm. moment, and then you can take out markers, you can take out um, crayons, you can take out paints if you have them. But in just using simple things at home, this is just one really fun thing to do. It also takes that pressure away from just having a blank canvas and going right away start right. Or making it look all, yeah. a certain way. It's about something loose and easy and fun, but at the end, there's an image that's meaningful. So then I would go even further with the hats. You know, what kind of hat would this be? What kind of hat would this be? Um, that's cool. And, you know, taking the image a bit further and then using those conversations with the kids um, or the whole, you know, with the whole family to discuss why those images meaningful to us. And if this, if these hats could speak to me, what what messages would they have for me? It's yeah. so, I remember doing a similar, kind of a similar activity with you and Stella and I had our sessions, but it was more like painting, but it's so interesting how it like evokes emotion and communication. It's so interesting. I just mm -hmm. remember when I went through this process with you, I was like, whoa, this is so cool. And Stella was like a little resistant at first. And then once she got into the process, she ended up loving it. Mm -hmm. So like, I can see how this would be really cool at the dinner table. Like so mm -hmm. many families are like, my kids won't sit still at the dinner table. Well, maybe if you had a fun activity like this where everybody did it, you know, not just here, here's your markers, draw, be happy, sit still. It's like, yep. hey, everyone sit still, you know, sit, sit down, we'll light the candles, we'll say a prayer, and then let's start off with this activity. Mm -hmm. I feel like that could be really cool. Yeah, I love this one in particular because there's like no right or wrong and you just jump in. Absolutely. Like, you know, I'm always envious of like in my line of work, like seeing artists, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that just jump right into something and don't overthink it. And then all of a sudden there's just this like, like doodle that becomes something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I think that's really cool to like show that, you know, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't matter your experience level or anything. You can just jump right in and make it your own and there's no right or wrong. Exactly. It's what you want it to be. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you. But then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Exactly. I love that. I love that. I'm so glad that you picked up on that because those are huge principles in expressive arts therapy. No right and wrong way to make art. Mm -hmm. Somewhere around nine years old, things people develop this thing called an art wound where art starts to get judged. Before age nine, there's usually art is art, right? There's this freedom. There's this this freedom of expression. Mm -hmm. But somewhere in the kind of middle elementary school, judgment jumps in and it's either the inner critic or, you know, judgment from the out, you know, society or the classroom or somewhere where realistic art tends to be the good art and kind of more abstract stick figures or anything that's not realistic or doesn't look like a real life thing tends to be judged as not good. And then that's when some people just stop making art. And so a lot of adults that then start making art again, their their art will start looking similar to with the age that they kind of stopped at around that nine or 10 because Mm -hmm. they haven't practiced, they haven't done things. And so a big part of my work is to really inspire people to embrace the inner artist that, and kind of heal that art wound that there is no right and wrong way to make art that realistic Art and skilled and technique art is not the only way to make art. We can do anything and it'd be beautiful and meaningful to us. Exactly like what you said. It's not for anyone else. It's for you. And in this case, it's connecting with the family. Yeah, that's And this is a great um, thing that we just did now to do in a restaurant. You know how they give you like the coloring books and the crayons or like the the kids menu. And if you, you can just use a napkin even for this with the, with the racks crayons in the restaurant and it, it invites conversation. And I think that's what art is so much about is like you said, right, Wendy, that it invokes emotion. And that's, um, if you think of any art, right, you go to the theater, you go to, you watch a movie, you listen to a song, you read a poem. Most art holds emotion. And that's another big part of expressive arts is that, We put, um, and it can be something very painful that you put into your art, and it can contain it. That's a big uh, philosophy of that art is a container, so that it's a safe place to hold those emotions. You can leave it there. It's on the paper. It's in the clay. It's in the film. It's in, it's in the, it's in the song. It's in the poem, and it it holds it there for you and as a safe container. Then you can go on. It you can kind of feel released to go feel other things because a lot of people who feel very deeply they're scared to feel that deeply because then they're scared they're going to be stuck in that feeling and won't be able Mm. to get out what's beautiful about art is it lets you kind of release it into something tangible a third thing and then you can feel some sort of release to then go feel other things you can always come back to it you look at it you hear it you'll feel it yeah that emotion will still be in there but it, it gives a sense of I've put it somewhere, and now I can kind of feel free to go feel other things. I love this because I feel like it's so important that all all of us parents listening remember how important the arts is in our children's lives and our family lives because, you know, we do, we want to make sure we're empowering, I think, our kids with options on how to, like, you know, feel and get through emotions. And so it's, so can you tell us, Natalie, the five areas again. So, so I think, again, there's a lot that I think parents go through of like, you know, oh, my kids don't want to do this. Or, you know, my kids said no thanks to the art class or my kid's not into that. But I still, there's part of me that really wants to um, encourage parents to, even if your kids resist a little bit, make sure that you always keep art consistent in their life. So, Mm -hmm. um, so for example, both of our kids um, have music. Mm-hmm. We aren't, we don't do like they do get, they get art at school, but we, we would love to have more like, um, painting clay, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. at home. 
So it's like a goal of mine, right? I've always wanted a pottery wheel. So we're going to make it happen one day. But I will say they do have music. Mm -hmm. And even though our little guy will resist his music class sometimes, I'm like, sorry, buddy, it's a half hour. (laughs) We're going to go get that music class done. You're going to have fun. And and you see on the other end how beautiful it is for him to have that expression. But so I'm thinking music, paints, but like, can you go over the five again? The five options. Sure, absolutely. So there's the visual art. And that can include drawing, painting, uh, sculpting, um, even media arts where you do graphic arts. A lot of kids mm-hmm. are really into like using, doing arts on um, computers now. Um, then there's movement. So dance or um, even if you do, you know, another thing on the list, I'll, I'll, I'll say these art things and then I'll give another idea of the families okay, cool. connecting. So um, I gave an, an example of the doodle art. With um, with movement, you do a dance party at home with your families, awesome, right? So yeah. you put on the music and you guys just goof around. And, and moving your body, you know, of course, is so good. And it, it all, again, it, there's no right or wrong way to move. And uh, um, it's just a beautiful way for families to connect, connect yeah. when you just put on some music and you go. So even if it's like while you're cooking in the kitchen and... Um, the other thing is music. So you were saying your kids are into music. Something that's really fun that I like to do with my kids in the car is we play DJ. Especially this is good when it's a long ride and everyone picks a song. Um, and of course, diff- different people have different interests and different songs. And it also teaches tolerance because sometimes you hate the song that your brother yeah. picked <laughs> and you just can't wait for it to be over. But it teaches tolerance. It teaches patience. It teaches respect because you're respecting someone else and to not put down their song. This is, this, yeah. you know, music that they enjoy. And it also, it helps me also <laughs> kind of gauge where they're at emotionally also mm-hmm. with what songs they're picking and what bands they're choosing it's it's a beautiful way just to kind of relate and communicate yeah through music um creating maybe a family playlist is another fun way oh nice um for for, di- cool. for different occasions like let's make a playlist for christmas or let's make a playlist for the birthday party or something yeah. like that um, so we did visual art, music and movement, a uh, creative writing and oh, a poetry. Wow. So, um, something that you could do with this is even just, um, it could be at a restaurant, it could be at dinner where you want to create a story together. So one person starts like once upon a time, you know, in the woods was a, a grandfather and he is, oh, he's a rabbit. Yeah. You know, you just, it's a lot about improv again, no right or wrong. It's about connecting and being silly again, process oriented, not product oriented. So it doesn't yeah. really matter at the end what the story is about, but you're connecting with the family. And then the next person will say another line and you can write this out oh, as a this story. Is so good. Yeah. Uh, you can also do poetry. Like when you take the first, um, like you take, Everybody's name, like so for example, I'll write this down. So you have Wendy, so you have W-E-N-D-Y. Then you write, um, so you write it vertically, and then you start a sentence with W. So what a, you know, wonderful mom, or, you know, something... it could water be po- exactly water <laughs> loving, and so you can write poetry using uh, names. You can use it for um, even if it's adjectives like um, That's so creativity, cool. right? And you just you pick a word because with art sometimes it's about finding where to start. So you pick a word and then um, you write a sentence that describes. And it could be something fun and silly. It could be you know deep or it could be something that, uh, that you're feeling so doing something fun like that together where each one can pick a letter or write it. a story together or um or it could be journaling like say something happened or, or writing letters like sometimes i do this with kids that um and we'll talk about this when we get to the how to cope with anger is sometimes it's hard to have that repairing conversation after an yeah. event so writing letters is wonderful, and that's creative oh, writing. That's huge. Yes. So when you write a letter to someone, um, even when we write emails, right? We're we're still doing creative writing. Yeah. But to see to see it as an art form, to see letter writing as mm. um, as a form of expression and communicating, so that's creative writing. And then um, drama and storytelling, that's, you know, that's a lot of improv or like we were talking about the one line of a story, um, you can do that, you can act it out together. There's also this, yeah, there's this fun thing, like um, picking out of a hat, like you write different um, 
things in, on a pieces of paper and you put it in a hat. So for example, like going shopping or you like riding my bike and you put it in a hat and then you pick out one and you have to act it out and the family has to guess oh, um, that's cool. while, while you're acting out. Or you can do sculpting. So for example, um, say it would be Stella, right? She'd be the, the sculptor and she'd take you and she'll take dad and she'll take um, her brother and she can sculpt your bodies into different forms and, oh, cool. and then yeah. she'll say go so it's kind of like she's the director and you're the actors and she can sculpt your bodies into uh, maybe like a day at the beach or but you have to guess that you're at the beach because she'll sculpt you in a way that That's you fun. need to kind of guess where it's you are cool. and I've never thought of this all as expressive arts. These are, to me, like activities. But mm-hmm. then to see that it is like creative connection is really cool. Yeah. Okay, so let's summarize real quick, and then we're gonna, we'll are gonna we move on to yeah. point number two. So we had music, mm-hmm. movement, mm-hmm. creative writing, mm-hmm. drama. Visual art. And visual art. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. I love it. Oh, yeah, there's so many things that I'm keying in on here. I, I think... Um, we, we've we given a lot of tips, like, um, to, to parents on when are good times to, like, talk to your, your kids or have, um, you know, this message that you're dying to deliver to them, but usually you're met with some sort of resistance, and so we always say, like, especially if you have a kinesthetic kid, somebody who really, you know, a kid who loves to move and work with their hands, we're usually are like, well, you know, maybe do it while you're throwing the football with your son or whatever, I feel like there's a whole like range of things here through just expressive arts that could just be amazing door openers to connectivity and moments to connect with your kids and have that conversation that you want to have and they get to express themselves in, in you know in mm-hmm. the process mm-hmm. and even lead and do all these mm-hmm. things I think it, it's beautiful this is wonderful yeah it almost like take I can see how it takes the pressure off it's like we're not sitting down to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. how much we've been fighting with our sister lately. Mm-hmm. We're sitting down just to do some art, and then we're also going to talk a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. And the feelings can come through the imagery of the yeah. art. And then it's sometimes cool. it's you know it's less scary for the kids when it's not them. It's the art. Yeah. So you can, you can find the metaphors. That's something that I love, too, is finding the metaphors in the art to your life. And um, a big thing that is so important also is um, the growth mindset that comes Mm. with the art. And I know you guys talk about that a lot, too, about learning from mistakes and how mistakes are important and good and how um, we want to make mistakes because that's a big way that we learn. And art is, is... you can't make art without things not going your way. Like yes, yeah. 99.9% when you set out to make an art, something in art, it's not going to go the way you imagined. You have this inspiring idea. The paintbrush will move. Something will change. And a lot of kids can can break down and have meltdowns of like it didn't yeah, go perfect. So yeah. it's great. It's, this is a great way to inspire like even the doodles that we made. Or any art that you do, that there's a take one, there's a take two. Like you can talk about how in um, the movies, you know, they snap the things and they take many takes because you're not going to get it the first time. That there's always a take one, a take two. When you go out to write something, there's usually a a rough draft that you do and then you edit and you edit and you edit. When you do even digital media things, right, You, you start with something and there's... That, that that's a great metaphor for life. We don't have to put that yeah. pressure on ourselves to get things the first time. That everything that we're making and creating in art can be like a rough draft and keep editing and keep working yeah. on it. And that from each step of the process, you're learning. And that really helps to develop a growth mindset that things aren't fixed, that we're always learning and developing. And that it's not the end of the world. There'll always be another draft or another edit. I love this because I think, I mean, what's interesting is I think a lot of kids struggle with the perfectionist thing. I I know both of our kids do. I mean, I remember being in our sessions with you, Stella and I, and like we were doing some clay or some, and like a little thing tore or something. And it was like, you could tell it was so hard for her to work through and me too. Like, well, great. It's ruined. 
through mm-hmm. it now. It's just like give up. This is it's it's crap now. Mm-hmm. And um and I can see how important that is. I mean, we just had a bonfire member this last week or two. Um, her little boy just keeps having these like really intense meltdowns um, because like he's very serious about his schoolwork, which is so cool. He's very cares a lot. But I mean, when stuff does not go right, it is it is really hard for this little boy right now. So we've been helping his family figure out how to help him get through that and understand that mistakes are just opportunities to learn. There was a day when he forgot like his, his spelling book or something. And he had just the worst meltdown that Mm -hmm. night. And he was just so scared. He was going to get, and then he ended up actually acing the spelling test the next day, Mm -hmm. which was really interesting and a metaphor for, Mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm going to ask you this and then let's move on to to point number Mm -hmm. two, um, is what do you recommend for the families who are like, my my kids do get stuck on the perfectionist thing mm-hmm. or they won't they don't like art like they mm-hmm. don't um because i i want to like encourage and um i want us all to like push through it like keep doing it even mm-hmm. if day 1 doesn't go that great or the clay rips and they freak out <laughs> like how do you what would you recommend to say okay well let's do it again this saturday even though there was some um uncomfortableness like mm-hmm. because what you're saying is so logical right but i can see that the toddlers or if people have these type of kids who are this perfectionist are very uncomfortable, which is the most beautiful metaphor for life. They need to learn more. Mm-hmm. What, how do you get them through that? So to try again. Absolutely. So, and I do, I see this a lot too. Um, the first thing I would suggest is remove the word perfect from your vocabulary, okay. from your dictionary. A lot of people will use it as in, oh, I'll see you at this time. Okay, great. We'll see, meet you at that time. Ah. Perfect. Like ah, yes, to, yeah. to even re- remove because there's no such thing as perfection. I love that. And and an imperfection is beautiful because we're humans and we all have strengths. And I don't like to call them weaknesses. I call them things that we're working on. So we all have strengths and we all have things that we're working on. Yeah. And um, so when we get to those moments where I wouldn't say even things went right, I would say things didn't go our way, the things we imagined. It teaches resiliency and it teaches that just like it teaches about the process. Maybe this wasn't about this looking exactly that way or some, you know, the clay being a certain way. It's given you, the clay is now talking to you and it's having a conversation. It's saying, I'm giving you now an opportunity to be creative. So I really see mistakes as opportunities to think creatively. And what's so good about that is when we get to, this is the the art problem is the clay ripping. Mm-hmm. But there's, the way you handle the clay ripping is a beautiful metaphor for how you're going to handle something much bigger in life. So first it's acknowledging it didn't go the way I wanted. Uh, and to kind yeah. of validate for yourself, this sucks. I wanted it to go a certain way and the clay ripped. Okay, okay. that was first draft. Now I have an opportunity to be creative. And to think of it as we're all art. I mean, I have this this bias of like we're all artists. But to think of yourself as I'm a creative being. And so now I have this opportunity to think creatively. So now that I have the rip, what am I going to do? It's going to be two pieces. I'm going to move them. And to kind of be okay with with something new and um and it's hard it's a hard transition but it teaches us to then to be resilient and to move forward because a lot of kids what would they would be like it ripped i'm done and move you know cry go out the room i'm not doing art anymore i hate clay and i my mind goes more to like supporting these parents with like well what do you do then because a lot of parents are going to go no get back here come on we started the project we're going to finish it So you should always like, oh, start no. with validation, right? Because that's okay. how you connect, right? Anything that the kid is upset about, you know, Got you it. validate. Yeah. I know that really I can, sucks. I can see this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can that, yeah. That, that this is, it's really hard. You wanted it to go a certain way. So how can we fix it? And what is good is about creativity is options. So you can start with options of, um, do you want to smush it together so it's one again? Do you want to tear more? Because now this tearing, look what a cool jagged line it made. Maybe you want to have that effect more. Um, maybe, you know. And so it's basically you're thinking options. You're thinking creatively, right? You're brainstorming. Okay. And that's cool. the such a gift of making mistakes and creative opportunities. Is It allows you to brainstorm. Because then when you have a big life challenge, that's a huge skill. Huge. You yeah. have a big... Something happened at work, or ha- that's something I love listening to, Terry. Because in a lot of the po- podcasts, you 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 pull this and you say what happens as a kid, and you're like, but that can also work when you're an adult, mm-hmm. and this happens like an yeah. adult. And so, 
these these art problems can then be taken out into the big picture like you, you usually say and and brainstorming is a huge tool for solving problems when you're any age so you're taking this art experience and you're um you're teaching tools that can be really lifelong tools so yeah. validating emotions thinking creatively how can i um make this into part two take two take three and how can i brainstorm solutions beautiful yeah. and, um, if, <laughs> and if they need to take a break for a minute just let them chill out for a yeah. minute and then you keep doing the art because we're doing this together as a family and yeah. then invite them back with options with choices and everything you just said i like that no, that's great. And you're right. I am selfishly sitting here thinking about uh, how to apply this to my own adult life. Yeah, right that's now. great. But I mean, in hearing you describe this, um, it sounds like it's so much for the, the parents to have a mi- new mindset also to be more creative in their parenting walk and to be okay with the rips and tears in their life too mm-hmm. and have a chance um, at connecting with their children on this is this is going to happen. There is, like you said, there is no perfection. So what are we going to do mm-hmm. when when this happens, either as a piece of clay or as, you know, a problem in our day or mm-hmm. something, you know, something bigger that happens one day? So it sounds like it's um, this idea that you have to be creative in your parenting walk um, is something you should just walk with every single day and be open to every day and bring it into your home and invite your kids into it and keep going even if it doesn't go awesome the first time. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me you know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Oh, good. So good, you guys. Okay. We got to get to number two. Absolutely. So artful ways to cope with angle, ang- anger, mm-hmm. release, and self-soothe. Okay. Anger is like a big thing, I swear, mm-hmm. for the Fresh Start families. We love yeah. to get vulnerable and honest, and I always... Yeah. Love it when families come to the table and raise their hand and say, many of us in our homes, like, really struggle with the anger. Um, and so whether that's, like, the toddler going through a power surge stage of life and freaks out and reacts regularly, or the parent in a 
door slamming, yelling pattern or shaming or hitting or whatever it is. Like, um, there, I think there's a lot of anger in the world that mm-hmm. people feel like very shameful of. And mm-hmm. so I love this idea of like, let's just bring it to the table. It's there. It's mm-hmm. one of the five basic emotions. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy, it's okay. It's how do we, how do we deal with it, Natalie? All right. With, <laughs> with, with art. So, okay. so I love the metaphor of, um, have you heard of the anger iceberg where it's the, 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 t- the anger is what you see. It's the tip, but below oh. the water, it's a much bigger like mountain of ice. And there's a lot of emotions really below the anger. You see, this is what you see, but there's a lot of things below. And anger also, um, the way I like to see it is there's something isn't going the way you want it to go, right? Why why are they getting angry in the first place? They wanted something, either the child wanted something and they got a no, things didn't go their way. Some, it, you know, a sibling did something that violated mm-hmm. something. It's, it's, anger is loud. Anger is, um, there's a lot of energy. And so someone who's angry, what I think deep down they're saying is, see me and hear me. Because why does the volume go up? I want you to hear me. Right. Why is there this, right? There's a lot of energy to it. I want you to see me. And it's hard because kids can't get everything they want. Right. But sometimes they use the see me, hear me. I want this as, you know, as a... As a tool, because they think that's how they're going to get what they want. Because it's what's been modeled to them. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. So the two, well, actually kind of three steps that I like to use for anger is one is there's this physical release. Two is then a calming and self-soothing phase. And then three, the third step is having this calm, gentle conversation that's kind of a repairing conversation with the person that either it happened with or... Um, if it's not with, it's a, with like a family member or a trusted loved one that you can talk to about an event that happened. But it's this calm conversation that you can have about what to do next time when this happens. Okay. So yeah, we can learn, learn from it. So the first is release. So I brought some things. I'm just going to take some things. So I have this bag oh, that's yeah. called self-care. There's a kind of decorated bag oh, here. I love this. And we'll and make sure we take pictures of all this, family, so you can see it in the show notes page. Yes. And also, I remember Stella made a um, a ba- like a self-calming bag that uh-huh. she did a video about, too. In so the foundations course. Yeah. yeah. So very similar. So I'm just going to take out everything that I have in this bag. And this is like a, a goodie bag, that the, an art bag, a self-care bag that the kids can have awesome. in there room as things to to both release and to (laughs) self-soothe so first is this glitter jar and i love to use this calming glitter jar it's a it's a water bottle that has like paint and two sizes of um glitter one of the glitter pieces are really big and then there's a lot of smaller ones and the way i like to describe is sometimes we can calm down really fast and Mm. things we can get over things quickly and sometimes it takes um, a long time. So sometimes, so the the big glitter pieces represent calming down really quickly because they settle down to the bottom really quickly. And then um, the little glitters inside that takes a while to settle all the way right. down to the bottom. So this is a beautiful meta- metaphor for how there's sometimes like at school where we need to calm down really quickly because we got to move on in the class or. There are times where we have to move on quickly, and then there's other times where we have the time to, in our room, with our art supplies, where we have the privilege of taking the time to cool down slowly. So that's a great metaphor, and also even just watching it, kind of like a little bit of like a lava lamp yeah. that helps if you. If Stella was here right now, she would say, that's so satisfying. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Learned that from the slime world. Yeah. So much slime in her day. Absolutely. Cool. So speaking of slime, I know some parents really don't like slime. So I brought another artful uh, tactile sensory clay, and it's called Sculpey or Fimo. I don't know if you guys know. So I brought oh, yeah. you guys can um, can oh, feel yes, that. It doesn't yes. dry out completely if it's like out in the air. It's not air yeah. dry. But it, you bake it in the oven. And these are a few little goodies. It's like a modeling clay. And these are a few little examples that my oh, son made. Fun. He was really into this in the summer. So there's like a burger and french fries. And you can feel like That's after awesome. they're baked in the oven, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, they get really yeah, hard. hard. You can oh, even make little so beads good. and jewelry. Yes. Like here's a little bracelet you can make. 
Yeah, and so they're kneading and they're getting some physical kinesthetic energy exactly. out while they're creating. Exactly. Beautiful. So they have a sensory stimulation. You can squish and mush and um, get that angry energy out into something and then you're making something creative yeah. also the colors are stimulating so your eyes are looking at different colors well it seems cool too because like if you wanted to turn it into a keepsake or something um you could but you don't have to yeah like if, if you made something you, so you genuinely love like i'm seeing a couple things here that are really really cool yeah you want right? to and if not if you, you want to steal that one that's a quality one item on right there yeah <laughs> the, the impossible burger right there <laughs> Goodness, these are awesome. Okay, what else you got? Okay, so just a little journal. You know, this can be like ninety nine cents from from some of these art stores. That it's just a little blank journal that you can draw in, you can color in. Um, I also have this tiny little watercolor set that you put water in the actual brush, oh, and cool. then you can um, use this. Oh, that's for so cute. Watercoloring. Okay. Um, I like, yeah, feel free to take pictures of all of those. I also like to put some feelings flashcards in the bag. Oh, so you can, so you can name emotions and you know, there's, there's a lot more than five. I mean, yes, five, you know, you were talking about five emotions, but there's yeah. like hundreds of emotions. And right. so to look through these, like this one says shy and at the back it says confident and scared cool. and it says brave. And so they're kind of a little bit of opposites here, friendly and mean. And they can look through these cards and uh, what's really important is just to even name the emotion to kind of notice what you're feeling. And maybe it's not just one. You can feel multiple emotions at the same time and to feel those mixed feelings. So these are cute feeling cards too help name emotions and they can also really help later when you're having that kind of repairing conversation to really name different emotions so that's that yeah. these are some some sketchbooks that you can use with the with the watercolor paints i don't know if you took did you take yeah. of those already um i have a musical note here that is a remind it's just a visual reminder of like go listen to music that these are a lot of visual things or play music right play music and um, sing with the music, right? That's a release. You're using your voice, mm -hmm. right? You're using your body. Um, Those are so good. This is just an example of there's this cool um, tissue paper that you can put down just with water. Like these are easy things to kind of get color and to get um, sensory stimulation to... Um, to express yourself and, and soothe yourself. And then also books. This is this is a book um, oh, about yeah, feelings. Books. And so if it's a book that you're reading or if it's a book about what you're going through, like you can put a book about divorce in there. You can put a book about grief in there. You can put um, about siblings and families. We've definitely had a few sibling books. There was one, yeah. <laughs> there was one that um, Wendy found a note in the other day, oh, which is really so sweet. sweet. Yeah. Um, that Stella, you know, if you probably asked her in the moment right after she read the book, she probably wouldn't have expressed this, but she wrote it down. We found it later, and it was like, this book totally gets me, is what she mm. said. Um, oh, here it is. Can you read that? It's his family slash brother. Um, this book totally gets me. I love how it said, so even though your brother might drive you crazy, it's nice to know that he will always be your brother. Mm. And so, um, that's something Years that later I found this. I don't, I don't think she would have expressed that if you said, okay, did you read the book now? Now, mm -hmm. what was your main takeaway? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be nicer to him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she needed that mm -hmm. decorative piece of paper there and some space, I think, to really express herself to say... Yes, this is hard, and I'm so thankful. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The yes and is so beautiful, and that's talking about feeling different feelings at the same time and even opposite dialectical feelings, right? I'm I'm upset at him, but I also love him, and it's yeah. okay to feel both at the same time. That's cool. And that, that she found a book that expressed that in words that, you know, maybe... She couldn't have expressed that in words. She felt it inside. But mm -hmm. then when she saw the words expressed on paper, she was like, yes, it gets me. This is how I feel. Yeah. 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 So and I've cool. also seen her lately. I mean, she'll go in and like listen to music or go play music. She has that as an outlet, which is um, wonderful because she comes out and you can tell she's kind of left it. Like you said, it, it gets... 
put into this other mm-hmm. entity mm-hmm. if she doesn't carry it around with her. Exactly. And I think, you know, anybody who's ever witnessed, you know, you know, you don't have to be a musician to understand that. You see so much pain usually put mm-hmm. into some beautiful songs mm-hmm. and that person has put it in there and a lot of times it gets left in there, you know, mm-hmm. and and the process of either writing the song or performing it or both kind of just it is the healing. It yeah. is the healing. Absolutely. We even yeah. have a um we even have a bonfire lesson about like bully victim paradigms and mm-hmm. how to support kids and families through that. And Stella created a play for wow. for the activity in there. And I remember at the time thinking, I don't know, our family's really gonna get this, or are they really gonna do it? And now I'm like, heck yeah, we put a play in our bonfire assets. Wow. <laughs> and Amazing. It's, and it's, that's creative writing and storytelling yeah. and characters and feelings and Yeah. Amazing. Oh, good for I her. Love it. Okay. Creative. That's so good. So processing anger through that kit is so good. Yeah. And there's even the stretchy thing because some kids need to really fling something. But I always I tell them about <laughs> you know no, expressing so anger is so important. Anger is a good feeling because you know that something doesn't feel right to you. Yeah, justice. And yeah, and you you've got to you know, and if you've got to fling this string, this is kind of a, uh, <laughs> the, the a stretchy. Flinging. Yes, it's a, it's a fidget stringy, uh, and you can fling it at the wall. You can take drumsticks and drum on your bed. Um, oh, so good. Take a walk outside, right? I remember she put flip-flops in her yes. bag as like a reminder of going outside. <laughs> so that, that's kind of okay. a bag of goodies that you, that, you know, parents can say to the kids, you know, I'm noticing that, you know, you look a little angry to me, or this is a moment where maybe you're feeling some anger. Would yeah. you like to go and um, take your self-care bag and then take some time to cool down? Yeah, and we yeah. we can do the same thing, right? I mean, as yes. parents, yeah. Yes. This this last, right now, at the time of this recording, our lesson in the Bonfire Membership Program is all about, um, like, really doing things to help you get out of the reactive pattern. Because we talk a lot in this work about how our goal is to be responsive versus reactive. Like mm-hmm. responsive like an ambulance driver, an EMT driver that doesn't mm-hmm. freak out at the scene of an accident versus a volcano that's like erupts in the middle of the night and everyone gets hurt. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it's like, well, how do you actually do that? And so mm-hmm. I, w- I love that we can now add everything that you're talking about to that lesson because we talked about some breathing exercises in there like where we really when the steam starts to come out of your head as a parent and then you end up modeling reactivity to your kids this is just everything we're talking about is another way that we can walk ourselves off the ledge and get more to that responsive place that we want to be. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way for parents to model to their kids. Like when I get angry, I go to my journal, I go to my sketchbook. You know that yeah. you the parents can model these artful coping skills. So then kids will be like, okay, I'm going to go to my art, yeah. art corner and this is how I'm going to self-soothe and release my anger. So both releasing that energy, which is a beautiful way to really get in touch with your body. And I think all these things are very tactile, right? And sensory stimulating because we really are focusing on how to calm our whole nervous system down. Yes. And um, so we talked about the release and the the soothing and the calming. And then the third um, important step, I would say, is to have some sort of conversation afterwards. And it doesn't have to happen exactly afterwards. It cool. can, ha- can happen later that night. It can happen the next day. But some, And you talk about this all the time, right? Having those important conversations in the calm, safe moment. Yes. And that's the... Next time this happens, or, you know, kind of the, the takeaways and the learnings and, and really kind of listening and seeing, you know, did anything come from the art as well? That was kind of like a lesson that, that maybe helped. Yeah, I have um, a really cool picture as an example from um, one of my clients in the past who I saved it. And because her little girl went up into her room, was very upset, and she drew this picture of, like, the the rain was coming down. And she's in this little house. I think she was, like, four or five at the time. And tears are just coming down over her face. And there's, like, chaos. There's a storm. She drew this all out. And then she came back about, like, 15 minutes later to her mom and was like, all right, Mom, I feel better now. <laughs> and they were able to have a conversation about yeah. it. And this was a point in this little girl's lives, like, um, where she was – this, I mean, this family was in, she, this little girl was really in a gnarly behavior of pattern often. And now this family's doing great. And so it's cool to think back that this was one of those tools that they used. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I reference her little art piece all the time because she found a way because at the time her parents were like I think she might be crazy like she would her mom would film her freaking out in the back seat on the way after like preschool and send it to me and and then now they're just doing great so they they really took everything that you're talking about and incorporated it and now their kids really do know how to get through those heavy emotions without doing stuff that's inappropriate or freaking out. So mm-hmm. I'll have to I'll take a picture of that and make sure I put that's it on the show notes right. too. Wow, what a wonderful way that she found for herself to. Yeah. To, and, and it's such a young age. Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And we talked about a lot of visual things, like everything that we brought in the bag was visual, but I want to also suggest I brought a drum here. So, you know, if some nice. kids are more musical, like you were saying that, um, Stella's really into drumming, right? So, and that's yeah. a great physical release, right? You're hitting something, but you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. That's oh, what I tell I love kids. That, that yeah. a healthy expression of anger is something that you're releasing, right? You're expressing, but you're not hurting yourself or anyone else. So, drums are good. That's why I even think drumsticks on the bed is really good when you're listening to music. Yes, these are all. We're gonna try to get this um, episode out before the holidays, before Hanukkah and Christmas, because these are all such good gifts. Mm-hmm. For, for the holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything to be able to have your kid have a really strong calming kit or a really strong art bag is, I mean, this stuff costs money. So this is great gifts. Yeah. So we'll you get a little, a little family jam where some different people have different instruments yeah. and you just I kind of jam. It. And well, it's so nice together. too that it's like you can give that gift with zero expectations of it being, okay, now you're going to practice and you're going to be a musician or you're now going to be an artist. It's like, you already are a musician. You already are an artist. This is just for you to express yourself and just to have some other outlet. That's exactly. it. Period. Zero strings attached. And it's for you. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Zero strings attached. It's for you. You don't have to show us afterwards. This, you know, So there yeah. isn't the expectation that it has oh, to be beautiful or pretty. And it's exactly what you were saying before. There's no right or wrong way to do this. So you, you don't have the kid come, do you like it? You know, right. They show you the artwork. Do you like it? Is it pretty? And so it doesn't have to be pretty or beautiful. Beauty will come from it. Like we were saying, yeah. the oh. songs you were saying, that be, they, they become beautiful. You know, There is beauty. In all emotions, even the yeah. painful ones, they can be beautiful songs that are very sad and yeah. Um, oh yeah. Well, and I, I feel like I'm even learning from some of my mistakes in the past, where Stella wanted to like throw away something, and I found myself even judging that and saying, "Don't do that! Like this is beautiful." There's, and I feel like now I probably should have just let her, or in the future I might just let her. It's okay. It's it's about the process, and if, mm-hmm. if that's okay, you can. You can enjoy the process and then have it go in the recycling bin and and tomorrow still create beauty in the process. It doesn't always have to be about you appreciating your final product. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. One quick thing before we move on. You bring up such a good point because as parents, we get attached to our kids' art where they've moved on, but we get attached to it. Something that I really recommend is if the parents still feel somehow attached, take a picture of it before you throw out, even for the kid. And then you can create an album later of the kid's artwork that um, they can look. They're an adult, and they have this whole album of artwork they made as kids. So... Yeah, it takes cool. it takes a second. You just take a picture. If the kid's ready to let it go, you let it go. But if it's important for the parent to hold on to some sort of memory because it was meaningful to the parent, to take pictures of the artwork. I love that. Yeah, yeah, we have a little Instagram account called Snyder Kids Art, and I try to do that, even though we still have piles of art, <laughs> like piles. And of that's art. and that another parent could be like, "What am I going to do with all this art?" Like I had a parent say to me, "My kid loves ceramics, but the, the house is just filled. There's like there's no." space because ceramics is a sculpture yeah. it takes 3d space more and the parent is like more clay Stressed, but the kid yeah. just loves clay there's something That's about so that cool. tactile sculpting so we recommended take pictures see what the child is ready to let go of um and then be reminded too it won't last forever this yes. kid you'll there would be a time in your life where you'll be wishing those ceramics were back mm-hmm. and that little soul was sitting there making stuff in your mm-hmm. house so it may seem like it's a mess for a while, but um, in the grand scheme of things, it, it happens Temporary. Yeah. 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 It's true. Good reframe. Okay. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're, we're going to have to have you back on, Natalie, for this third point oh, of expressing out? grief in creative ways okay. because um, we really want to make sure, like, we keep this episode to under an hour to make sure it doesn't overwhelm people. We don't want to be, like, we don't want anybody to look at an episode and go, I'm not going to listen to that. It's too long because what we've talked about is gold today. And I know so much of what we've already talked about, I think families are going to get understand why this would be so important 
important in in the event that you need to express grief, whether it's divorce or the loss of a pet or um, moving, like you said, across country, right? We have a lot of military families that follow our work that move 17 times, you know, in their children's lives. Um, So I think we'll just kind of leave it bad at that today and then we'll have you back so we can go more into detail on that because I know you probably have so much guidance there for families. But just know, point number three, you guys, is you can use everything that Natalie has taught us today if there is a season where your child or your family needs to share in the expression of grief. Um, So, oh my gosh, so good. Okay, so Natalie, let's finish off with just helping listeners know where they can find you if they want to get in touch with you, if they want to learn more about the Dancing Canvas. Obviously, um, you are here in San Diego, California, and you see clients and children and and adults here. And um, I think, you know, you may be considering some online appointments in the future too. So tell us a little bit more about where families can find you, and then we'll make sure we put everything in the notes, um, show notes page too. Sounds great. Well, I think you summarized it beautifully right there. I'm in San Diego. My website is thedancingcanvas.com. And um, I see clients locally in their homes. And I'm definitely, with this new age of technology, open to some online services where families across the country and around the world can make art in their homes with their families with some guidance across the computer for me. Yes! So um, I'm not super into, I I don't have a lot of time for social media, but uh, the best way to connect is, you know, over the phone and to have a, a, a free 30-minute phone consultation to hear what is going on, you know, where would you like support, what kind of support are you looking for, and how can I offer it? Are there certain art mediums that your your family, or for if it's an adult, or if it's a child, or if it's a teen, uh, what art mediums you're drawn towards, and... uh, Oh, that's, I love it. That's where we go. A 30-minute phone consultation, that would be amazing for families. And I know listeners, I mean, after going through three sessions with you, Natalie, this is time well spent. I mean, I still look back at those three sessions and that those those that experience I had with my daughter, and it was very meaningful. She was probably, I think, nine at the time. Um, and it's just amazing what this process and building out um, an art experience with your children and your family can do for your relationship and working through things, everything we talked about today. So guys, definitely go check out Natalie's website, get in touch with her, and we're so grateful you were here today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much. Thank you. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.